Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Two Drunk Brothers in the Podcast. And if this sounds different to you, it is, because this is Travis doing the intro this week. Actually, for the second podcast this week, because this is the first time we're doing Numero Dos uh, podcasts in a week. So when you hear this, it's going to be Thursday, um, July 18th. And it's only because we are a week behind schedule. Yeah, we are a week behind. Yeah. I've been busy. We've been busy. But we're trucking along. Uh, here we go into the AFC West this week. Um, we were a little bit slacky because because we're doing two podcasts this week. I know the British Open starts uh, today. When you hear this, we haven't been able to put out uh, you know our stuff on it. So sorry about that. Yeah, I mean it is what it is. It's golf. Maybe Travis will tweet up at something, but Travis can be out of town this weekend. Um, so you know if we miss it, we miss it. But Brooks kept going. There you go. Um, <laughs> so. <clears throat> The dude says he doesn't practice for regular tournaments. He just practices for he just practices for majors because he's a boss. Um, so, with that being said, like Travis uh, explained, we are going to do the AFC West, and we'll, let's go ahead and roll the clip. First and ten from the forty-five yard line. All right, so the AFC West is going to be a fun one this year. I don't know how much how competitive it's going to be in terms of both teams going 12 and 4 at the top like they did last year. But we're going to start off with the first team, the reigning division champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, who were one of two teams to go 12 and 4. Um, Literally an offsides away from going to the Super Bowl. An offsides away, yes. It's, uh, that warms my heart a little bit. Because I hate the Chiefs, but I also hate the Patriots. So either way, it was terrible for both of us. Yeah. Either way, their draft I was not a fan of really at all. Were you? Uh, I mean, they they did what they could with what they had. Essentially, I mean, they didn't pick until almost the end of the to the end of the second round. Their first pick was pick fifty six. At that point, you're basically going up to a buffet after all the fat kids in front of you went to it. So. Um, yeah, that's a good, the leftover corn though can be pretty filling sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, pretty much. I mean, you're just getting all the all, all the pickovers. I do like them going receiver first because I think it's a. I think it was a smart move because I don't think Tyree Kill is going to touch the football field ever again in a Chiefs uniform. Um, so it was a smart move drafting receiver. But I mean, I don't really have any thoughts because, like I said, they didn't pick to almost the yeah. third round. So they lost a ton of people in the offseason. I'm gonna name them. Here you go. I might run out of breath. Uh Justin Houston, D Ford, Mitch Morse, Eric Berry, Kareem Hunt, Steven Nelson, Eric Murray, Orlando Scandrick, and they lost their defensive coordinator and Bob Sutton, which that's not really a loss. I feel like that loss is a good thing. Yeah. They uh but they also gained a lot of people. They in the offseason they acquired uh Frank Clark, the edge rusher. Tyron Matthew, uh, Bashad Breland, uh, Alex Okafor, Emmanuel Ogba, Darren Lee, and Carlos Hyde. So 
the pieces that they lost, I feel like they damn near replaced every single piece they lost. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that leads us into if they got better or worse. Uh, I do like the pickups they had, not necessarily their draft. They did lose a lot, um, but they gained, you know, quite a bit of talent. The biggest thing that I think that they should look forward to is the defensive coordinator change, which they picked up Steve Spagnuolo. Um, and it's really about all he, how he puts it together and how they mesh well. It might be a little bit of a learning process or feeling out those first few games. So we'll see. But I think it's kind of hard to get better from a 12 and 14. So I'll say that they, they maintained. I, yeah, I agree. The, and I was going to, I was looking at the same thing. Uh, my big thing, why I think they got a, uh, like a slight edge on talent was they gained depth at the edge rusher position with Frank Clark, Alex Okafor, Emmanuel Ogba. You could always use, uh, you can always use edge rushers. And I feel like they also upgraded their secondary a bit. Um, so that's just my opinion. Um, but they second- lost a lot of secondary. They lost a lot of trash secondaries. Secondary uh, people. Eric mean- Berry was declining. Steven Nelson was probably the only good person they lost. Um, uh, Orlando Scandrick was pretty good. I mean, still they lost pretty much their entire secondary besides Kendall Fuller. Yeah, and it was a total liability last year. So for them to bring in some new faces, I would say just the depth at edge rusher. I also liked the, the acquisition of Darren Lee. Um, at linebacker, I think that was a solid one for them. Uh, so I think they slightly got better just because they um, got got some solid pieces on defense. That's my only. That's the only reason why I think that they slightly improved. It is hard to. I do like all the pieces they added, but it is hard to get. I mean, I would say initially better whenever you completely are rebuilding your defense because you're not really sure how they're going to be. But they could be better. They could be worse. So. Yep, I agree. I agree. So. Um, that's neither here nor there. So, Travis, who do you have as your we're going to sleeper breakout bus MVP and then over under on Vegas? Like always, Travis, who is your sleeper? My sleeper is running back Damian Williams. Um, and this is because he was kind of in the middle, midst of being discovered as they ended their season last year um, after the Cream Hunt incident. Damian Williams came in. He started three games. He totaled six touchdowns with a little over 400 total yards rushing and receiving. Um, and I think that he, that kind of solidified his spot to be their rock in the backfield. The only thing that scares me a little bit is Carlos Hyde breathing down his neck. Um, they're both kind of, I guess, semi younger. Damian Williams just turned 27. Carlos Hyde's 29. He's been bouncing around the league, but I think Damian Williams should get the nod for most of the season. He should get a majority of the snaps and uh, be a solid running back for them. Love that pick. I'll tell you why in a few minutes. Um, but Damian Williams is a very solid pick for a sleeper coming on strong at the end of the year. Uh, my sleeper was a guy I just mentioned is Darren Lee, the linebacker who was acquired via trade from the New York Jets. Um, and I've said it before, the KC defense was an Achilles heel last year. Um, Lee provides a good veteran presence in the middle of that 3-4 defense. Um, Kansas City didn't really have a lot of solid linebackers last year. Um, and the change of scenery from going from the Jets to the Chiefs, I think can do a lot for a player, as we've seen, as I've said numerous times. He's not going to wow you with like high tackle numbers. He's not going to get 100 tackles or anything like that. But he will provide some solid moments, I feel like. Um, it's not even for certain that he's going to start. I think he will eventually be a, be a starting linebacker for this team. Um, but he's going to provide you with some big moments, um, some big plays when it, in, in a defense that really needed it last year that didn't have it. So Darren Lee, the linebacker, is, is my sleeper pick. Not bad, not bad at all. Um, 
I like it. We'll see how their defense is because it was awful last year. They need it for sure. Um, so I feel like anyone that performs decent on their defense is going to be a sleeper. <laughs> for um, sure. Breakout player. I'll go ahead and start this one off if you don't mind. Go for uh, it. I'm going Demarcus Robinson, wide receiver. Uh, okay. From what it looks like, he's going to be stepping into a starting role this season, which is his first season ever being a starter. Where'd this kid come from? Because I've never heard this name. I mean, hardcore Chiefs fans might know it, but I, I, I don't know it. He has been on their team. I believe he's going into his third year. Uh, he's from he's from Florida, University of Florida. He's going into his fourth year this year. Okay. Um, he only really got snaps uh, 2017, 2018. So he um, he's going to be stepping into a starting role. This wide receiving core is a little shaky, kind of losing Tyree Kill. They're losing some um, other you know role playing names like Chris Conley. Uh, which makes me think he's going to need to step up the season uh, to perform with Patrick Mahomes behind center. You know he's a slinger. And you know why I might think that he'll step up is because under Pat Mahomes last year, he only got five starts. And of those five starts being smuggled by other receivers, he still got 33 targets. Of those, he caught 22 for 288 yards and four touchdowns. So if he's starting, I think it's going to ramp up his production way more. Sorry about that. It's thundering in my house, and my tiny three-pound Yorkie's barking at the weather, so that makes total sense. But I definitely like that pick. What, what's, that, what's that kid's name again? Demarcus Robinson. Demarcus Robinson. So Demarcus Robinson's Travis's pick for a sleeper, for a breakout player. I definitely like it. Um, there, I'm gonna, My breakout player is going to be Travis's sleeper pick. Damien Williams is my breakout player. <laughs> Running back out of Oklahoma by way of Miami because um, Adam Gase and his fucking re- ridiculous – coaching staff could not figure out how to use them um he got a big contract contract extension this offseason so the chiefs kind of proved and said hey you're our guy here's your money now go no go do the damn thing um he came on in a big way last year had some big moments at the end of the season and even in postseason play um i think he's poised for like a 1500 2000 all-purpose yard year not rushing yards all-purpose yards because he is a big threat out of the backfield receiving I was getting ready to add that. He's a big reception guy out of the backfield. Yeah. Those screen passes with Damian Williams, I'll fucking run that shit in Madden 20 this year all day with the Chiefs and smoke your ass, whoever whoever wants to, wants to catch that action. Um, so I think he's, he's very dangerous out of the backfield. I see him being having a big breakout year. Like I said, 1,500 to 2,000 all-purpose yards. So Chiefs fans, if he doesn't do that, come hollering at me. But I expect Damian Williams to be very, very good for you guys this year. That's what we're going to do. Madden 20 comes out. Me and Jared are going to live stream a matchup of me and him. Okay. He obviously wants the Chiefs. I don't know who I'll be. But, uh, I don't necessarily want the Chiefs. I'd take a lot of people. But anyway. To be determined. Yeah. Now let's roll into our bus player for the Chiefs. My bus player. Ready for this? Rookie wide receiver, Mecole Hardman. Uh, this was their, their first pick in the draft, which was in the second round. I think it picked 56 is what it was. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think they reached pretty hard for him. He was the fifth wide receiver off the board, and I get they wanted a Tyree Kill replacement, but I still don't like it. Um, he didn't really you know, impress me much when they picked him. I thought, who? He came from Georgia. Uh, he had seven touchdowns in the 14 games last year, which, I mean, isn't spectacular. Not enough for me to be, to be Tyree Kill's replacement. I don't think he's going to come in and do the work, put in the production that Tyree Kill did. 
Um, so, I mean, a lot of people are looking for him to step into that role, and I think he's going to be far from that. Interesting, interesting. Um, you know, calling a late second-round pick a bust is a bit of a stretch, but I'm also going to go at the wide receiver position, and I'm going with Sammy Watkins. Um, Sammy Watkins had a pretty damn good year last year in Kansas City, uh, but now he is the number one guy. Last year he wasn't. You know, Tyree Kill is obviously the number one guy. Um, I don't like it one bit. I don't like Sammy Watkins being the number one guy in an offense. I don't think he has the the chops to do that. Um, I think Watkins will be bullied by opposing secondaries. He's going to be double teamed, uh, and that's going to free up some other options for Mahomes, like the kid that Travis said earlier. I already forgot his Marcus fucking- Robinson. Marcus Robinson. They have a few other receivers. Mahomes is good enough. He's going to find the open guy. And I don't, I don't think that's going to be Watkins. I think you can expect a bad year from Watkins this year. So I'm going to call him a bust after what was a great 2018 for him. All righty. Don't hate that pick because Watkins has had some very questionable years in his past, you know, four or so. Yeah. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't hate that. It's just hard to pick, you know, a wide receiver like him to be a bust with Patrick Mahomes. But I'd like to see it happen because fuck the Chiefs. I, saw, um, I don't think it's actually Pat, Pat, Pat Mahomes. I think it's more defenses double teaming him and stuff because he doesn't he doesn't have the ability to to shake that. Mahomes. No, has a, no, I'm saying it's hard to pick a wide receiver to be a bust of Sammy Watkins' caliber with Pat Mahomes behind center. True. Like you think true. that he could be able to find him, but I'd like to see that happen. I like that pick. Let's move into MVP. I'd like to see you go first. I think we both have Patrick Mahomes here. You can go first, then. I mean, I just have Patrick Mahomes. If you have anybody else, you're stupid. All right. Well, I guess I'm stupid. Here we go. Are you ready for this? Dude was the MVP of the league last year. How are you not going to pick him as MVP of the fucking team? Travis Kelsey. And hear me out. That's what I was going to say. I will hear you out on that one because I like that pick. Okay. Uh, Look at this team without a go-to threat. Like him this year. Without him, Patrick Mahomes has Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, really only to throw to. You got that Nicole Hardman, Damian Williams out of the backfield. No one crazy good. Also, you look at it in the sense that um, the Chiefs were a playoff team without Pat Mahomes. They went to the playoffs three years without Pat Mahomes. They still couldn't win a game. Here's where the kicker is. But they won a game last year. Here's where the kicker is. With Travis Kelsey in the playoffs, anytime he has had under 100 yards in the playoffs, they lose that game. He's had two 100-plus yard games in the playoffs, and they have won both of those games. I think that Travis Kelsey is the playmaker. He's the difference maker. He gets targeted. He is their go-to guy, and without him, their team, their offense does not run as smoothly. Boom, roasted. I mean, you can't. I mean, my 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 pick wasn't bad. No, yeah, I thought about Pat Mahomes, but then I was like, I'm gonna switch it up. And I looked into Travis Kelsey and like everything that they've done since he's been on that team, and he like they've been good since he's been there. Yeah, like you said, I don't hate it. Um, I think the Chiefs fans, because there's gonna be a lot of them that probably listen to this podcast, and I like it that we did them first for that reason. Um, are going to probably, I think, will agree with you. I think, I mean, MVP, so, so first of all, I just want to get on get on the soapbox for a little bit because it's a podcast and we, and, and we can do this. 
But MVP, most valuable player, can mean different things to different people. And, and some people, and I think it's not always the case, where it's the guy that puts up the best stats because it's not always that case. You, it's not always the guy that puts up you know, 5,000 yards like Pat Mahomes did last year. But it's a guy that without, with, without him on your team, your team would be worse. And Travis just said that you know, when Travis Kelsey – doesn't have over 100 yards receiving in a playoff game, they lose. So that makes 100% sense. I like the pick. Him and Pat Mahomes are a deadly combo. I think we, I think we had two good, two good uh, MVP picks there. Yeah, I like it. And I hate Travis Kelsey, uh, probably one of my least favorite players in the NFL, and I still picked him there. So that, if that says anything for you, then... It's hard not to pick him in anything, fantasy or... His kid, oh, kid. you can't not pick him. He is the best tight end in the NFL. Yeah, he's very good. So with that being said, we're going to roll into over-under on Vegas for wins. It's at 10.5. Um, I think we probably both have the same thing here. I have the Chiefs winning 12 games. I could see him winning 13 as well, so I'm taking the over. Man, I don't know. I mean, I definitely don't see them winning over 11. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. (laughs) Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22 shopify.com slash free 22. Um, I think that they're going to hit 11. I don't, I don't know if they're just going to win 10 or not. I'm going to go over. I wouldn't be surprised if they only won 10 games just because of the fact that it may take them three to four games at the beginning of the season to figure out their defense and kind of everything and how they're going to mesh. I will take the over here just because I do think that they are the best team in the division. And for that reason, boom, 11 and five. Yeah. I have them at 12 and four um, on my initial kind of gut reaction. So both taking the over. So let's roll into the chargers. So Travis, the chargers, what do you think about their draft? Just kind of looking at it again, kind of the same, kind of the same scenario as the chiefs. A little bit, yeah. They also were the team that went 12-4 and four last year. They got the wild card spot at 12-4, which is absolutely mind-blowing. Um, their draft I liked a little bit better. They didn't have a pick till 28 and then 68. Uh, but I liked both of their picks that they took. They took Jerry Tillery, the defensive tackle from Notre Dame. I think that adds a great piece to their defense, which got absolutely demolished in the playoffs last year. Um, they took. They were very deep, like D heavy in their draft, which was great. I actually didn't mind it, even though 
Um, they only had, you know, a pick in each round. They literally went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep. Um, I was going to say the same thing. Um, I love the Jerry Tillery pick. Actually, if you go back and listen to our mock draft, I had we. I think whoever had the Chiefs had had them taking Jerry Tillery at the end of the first round. So for the the Chargers to get him, I think that's a great pick there. It's going to add some solid uh, depth to the to the middle of that defense. Again, a defense that got absolutely demolished by the Patriots in the second round of the playoffs last year. Um, so I definitely don't hate their draft. I don't have a lot of thoughts on it, um, but I definitely think the Tillery pick was solid. So as far yeah. as their offseason departures, I'll go departures. Travis will run through the arrivals or the – Oh, man, I get to list off one player. Yeah, yeah. They were all, quiet in the offseason. They were very – that's what I was saying. They were very quiet. Um, they the Tyrell, Tyrell Williams left um, to go to the Raiders. Corey Liggett left. I – Sure, I booked that. Jaleel Lugit, um, Jaleel Die, um, Darius Phylon, and Antonio Gates obviously left as well. Um, and the one arrival they had, Travis, who was it? <laughs> they got linebacker Thomas Davis. So they lost a lot more than what they gained. Um, but what they lost was I don't um, know, man. They they lost Jaleel Die was a good safety. They lost Tyrell Williams, which was one of their go to wide receivers, other than Keenan Allen. Uh, Corey Lugit was a de- decent defensive tackle. And but, then I, but Corey Lugit got replaced by? By Jerry. nobody. Jerry oh, Tillery. Jerry Tillery. Yeah. I was like, Thomas Davis isn't a defensive tackle, you moron. Uh, no, he got replaced by Jerry Tillery. They had a great draft because I'm pretty sure, I want to say like two or three of their draft picks are coming in as starters, uh, which uh, is kind of crazy. It is, it is. But I think that they'll be all right. So, I'm not – I mean, I, for me, I feel like they kind of stayed kind of so-so. I mean, losing Tyra Williams isn't that big of a deal, I feel like, because you still have some some valuable receiving pieces there. Uh, like I said, Corey Lugit and uh, Darius Phylon defense tackles. You got Jerry Tillery in there. Um, you know, really, Jaleel Dye was a big loss. Antonio Gates was older and dog shit. Um, yeah. and, they, and they still have Hunter Henry. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, they're very defensive heavy in the draft. Yeah, they stayed, they, they stayed the same for me. They're like was, you know, even keel. I was going to say that this team might got might have gotten a little bit worse, um, and we're missing the big piece here. They could get a lot worse if Melvin Gordon doesn't play this season. If you, for those of you who don't know, Melvin Gordon said that he is going to pull a Le'Veon Bell if he doesn't get a contract extension um, before the season starts. Yeah, it's I've I've read the news. Um, I don't think he will. I think the Chargers organization will be a lot smarter than the Steelers organization, and probably give him what he wants. He deserves it. He deserves every fucking penny. Yeah, but my thing is, I don't know if they want to pay him just for to be a running back. Like, it, I don't know if he's the MVP of that team. I know he's great, but there's plenty of decent running backs out there. And I don't want to know if they want to waste a lot of their money on him. Well, they mean Bill Rivers is aging, so they're going to need to pay a quarterback soon. They have Austin Eckler, too. So, Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get that contract extension. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, it, it, it's hard to say. I'm not going to base my entire fucking – right now being July 7th, July 18th, I'm not going to base my entire thing on, you know, Melvin Gordon potentially holding out of a contract. But, anyway, we talked a lot about that. Let's move on to our sleeper pick, sleeper breakout bus MVP. Travis, who is your sleeper? for the Los Angeles Chargers. My sleeper is a player that Jared had just briefly mentioned, Hunter Henry. Same. Uh, 
He's a tight end. Coming into his fourth year already, which seems kind of crazy. Yeah, but he missed uh, he, all of last year with twenty. Yeah. We're just kind of let's, let's bounce back on fourth each other because I have the same sleeper. It's yeah, I mean he, he he missed year three due to an ACL injury. He came back in for their playoff game uh, and obviously was held very quiet because he's coming off an ACL injury. Yeah, uh, he but I mean he he compiled over so in his first two years in the league he missed the, he missed pretty much all of last year. Upset that playoff game, Travis said. Uh, he compiled over a thousand receiving yards, twelve touchdowns, um, and I think defenses are going to sleep on him a bit this year. I mean, yeah, he was also doing that. So the twelve touchdowns in twenty-three games, he was doing that while sharing snaps with Antonio Gates. And yeah. we all know Philip Rivers loved Antonio Gates. They would not stray away from him until he retired. So now he's going to have that whole tight end core to himself. Yeah, Antonio so- Gates is gone. I like it. I think Hunter. I've, I've I liked Hunter Henry coming out of college. I remember because when he came out of college, he w- the Rams were still in St. Louis, and I I implored the Rams to draft Hunter Henry because the Rams needed a tight end for so long. Um, but they can go fuck themselves now. Uh, but I I loved Hunter Henry coming out of college. I watched him play in the SEC. He's a solid player. Um, I think he's primed for the big stuff this year. So sleeper pick is yeah. Definitely- to add to that, like another reason he might do well he's coming into his contract year this is the last year he has on his contract so yeah yeah that, that rookie well. deal gotta gotta get that cash gotta get that gotta cash well so. if he wants a job so hunter like hunter him. hunter henry for sleeper good one travis who's your breakout player then my breakout player another player that you had just mentioned earlier briefly austin eckler and i don't really love this just because it's kind of revolving around the fact melvin gordon not playing as much uh, due to either him holding out or getting injured because he's a very injury-prone running back. Um, however, I think even if Melvin Gordon does play, Austin Eckler gets quite a bit more touches. Um, he kind of came up last year, fucking got a good amount of touches, and his opportunity and potential goes through the roof if he's their starter um, because he wants to earn that star position in 2020 if they don't sign Melvin Gordon. Uh, so, I mean – he could also receive a ton more playing time if that's the case. I don't see that Justin Jackson guy behind him being like a threat to take his position. So Eckler went off last year in the three starts that he did get at the end of the year. He had 950 yards and six touchdowns between rushing and receiving. So, yeah, the dude's a stud. I mean, I know. So, side note, we'll talk more about this in like fantasy, but. Fantasy cuff, if you get Melvin Gordon, you're not sure he's going to hold out, make sure you grab Austin Eckler as well because that'd be yeah, nice. Absolutely. That's 100% a cuff right there. Um, love that pick. I like Austin Eckler. I think he's got a lot of good things. Even if Melvin Gordon does play, I think Austin Eckler is the better receiving running back there. So I think yeah. he, can, he can get a lot of playing time there. Yeah, My break, like close to 350 receiving yards in the games that he played last year. Yeah, it's insane. So um, definitely love that pick. My breakout player for me is going to be on the defensive side of the ball. It's Derwin James, the second-year safety. I mean, this kid would have won Rookie of the Year if it weren't for Darius Leonard's insane season. He had 105 tackles, three picks, and 13 pass breakups. I mean, he literally could not have got worse lucky, I guess. More unlucky. (laughs) Worse lucky. (laughs) Shit, I've had a few beers. Um, he couldn't have got more unlucky than be than be behind Darius Leonard. He would have run. He would have would have won Defensive Rookie of the Year. 
Um, I see him expanding even more. I think the def- the defensive coordinator and the coaching staff is going to trust him more, going to expand his role a bit. Um, I think he's going to be the rock of this defense for years to come. So while he had a great season last year, I see like an all-pro type breakout year for Derwin James. The kid's an absolute fucking stud. Um, so Derwin James is my breakout player. All right. I like that. I like that pick. Uh, we're going to go into bust. And my bust player is somebody on the wide receiving core, Mike Williams. Yeah, he sucks. And the reason – he doesn't suck. And the reason I chose him is because I don't think he has nearly as good of a season as he did last year. Uh, he played all 16 games last year. Now that Tyrell Williams gone, he's going to have more pressure to step up. Um, but the dude had 10 touchdowns last year on 43 catches. He caught a touchdown on almost 25% of his catches, which is insane. And his production, I mean, is going to go way down. There's no way he's going to be able to match it. So for those of you who are looking, oh, Mike Williams, he's going to be good. I don't think so. I think you need to give him another year to prove his worth. But I don't think he's going to get anywhere near 10 touchdowns. I can see that. I forgot he had a huge, a huge year last year. I just remember his years when he was in uh, Pittsburgh, and it was always a big letdown. He's a rookie. He was a rookie last year. Oh, wrong, wrong Mike Williams. Sorry, different Mike Williams. <laughs> wow. I forget. Dude, get a fucking new name. Mike Williams, are you kidding me? Um, yeah. um, I, I, I can see that too. So my bust is, again, on the defensive side of the ball. It's a, it's a veteran. Melvin Ingram, the defensive end. Um, he's going into his eighth season with the Chargers. Um, he's now 30 as well. Last year, he had his worst season since 2014. And with the emergence of Joey Bosa, I just, I just don't see him moving the, the, the needle anymore. I mean, back, you know, back, like I said, two, three years ago, Melvin Ingram's a badass, a household name. Now I just don't think he's going to ha- have that level of production that people are used to seeing out of him. Um, so I think in ter- when you think bust for me, I think he's busting out of, you know, he's just – on the on the downward spiral of his career. So Melvin Ingram is my bus player on the defensive side of the ball. I like that. Yeah, he's a seasoned vet, supposed to come in and do his job. But like you said, I know he was supposed to have a good season last year, didn't have it. Good yeah. bus pick. MVP of the team. I'll let you lead off the MVPs all night long. Who do you got? Uh, mine is going to be Keenan Allen, the wide receiver. You bitch. Did you, that was did, mine. Yeah, I mean – I think with Tyra Williams off the team, I think Allen steps up in a huge way. The last two seasons of his career have been phenomenal. Uh, over 1,000 yards in both. In 2017, he had 1,300 receiving yards. I see like 1,500, 1500 receiving yards and 10 touchdowns. The most he's ever had in a year is eight. So I think he's going to have a huge, huge, huge year this year. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see what old man Phil uh, would do if Keenan Allen weren't there to bail him out. I mean, he got last year 27% of Phillip Rivers' targets. Now you're losing one of the better wide receivers on your team. Uh, so he's going to, that's probably going to, number is going to be closer to 40, I would imagine. Uh, and their wide receiver court isn't very experienced or very great. So he's really pretty much their saving grace here this year. Yep. That's crazy. We had, I, I thought I was going real, a little bit weird by picking a wide receiver as the MVP. But, yeah, me too. But I mean, I can't pick Philip Rivers like just because he's the quarterback, and there's really nobody else to like spotlight I on this team. Thought about Joey Bosa, but yeah, yeah. Well, but when you're, anyway, when you're I landed up like sixty points in a playoff game. It's hard to pick a defensive player. Yeah, I landed on Keenan Allen. We both got Keenan Allen, so that's crazy. 
Uh, over under for uh, the Chargers in Vegas is nine and a half. So I'll let you kind of lead this one off. I don't know if we're going to have the same picks on this one. Um, I definitely don't think that they're going to have the year that they had last year, uh, especially if Melvin Gordon doesn't play because he's a big part of their offense. So I'm going under here. I can see them going nine and seven with maybe a wild fighting for that wild card spot. Wouldn't be surprised to see them go 10 and six, but I'm going to go under. I, I like it because I was on the fence. The half, again, like I said on our, pot, on our episode um, from Tuesday, the half scares me. Uh, the nine and a half scares me. Um, uh, you know, just at first glance, I had them at 10 wins, 10 and six. Uh, but I could, like you said, I could easily see them go nine and seven. I do think they are a playoff team. I think they will be a wild card team. And for me, being a wild card team is nine, nine wins is going to be a minimum. So I'm going to go ahead and be a little risky here because I was super fucking vanilla last episode. Um, I'm going to hit the over for the Chargers at nine and a half. I have them going winning 10, 10 games. So I'm going to go over. All right. So I, can, I can see them doing it. It's going to be – just going to see how it shakes out. We're going to have to put these into a spreadsheet and remember them at the end of the year. Cause... Most definitely, yeah. We'll definitely have to put them in a spreadsheet and kind of take, take a look back. We didn't really reflect – last year on our because we didn't do a deep deep ass dive like we are right now um we're doing it now so with that being said um travis is gonna put that together that spreadsheet i'm gonna leave that up to him because that's his job um so we are going to play our ad and we'll come back with the last two teams the worst two teams the raiders and the broncos Hey everyone, as you know, we've been recording with Anchor for about a year now, and honestly, it's the best way to record a podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast because A, it's free, B, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. I'm actually recording this ad from my phone, and they'll distribute your podcast to you for free to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and like 10 other platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership required, and it makes everything so simple. If you want to start a podcast today, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, here we go into the dog shit of the division. Uh, um, the Oakland Raiders, they were 4-12 and last year. Um, their draft, they had so much potential going for them in this draft, and they just shit the bed. Yeah, it was horrible. I mean, that's really the only the only way you can describe it. We already discussed this on our like draft recap episode on how bad we thought it was, but, I mean, it was just bad. Um, Farrell at four was it was was a huge reach. Yeah, I mean a lot of their picks were reaches. They lost in the offseason a good amount of people. 
uh, their guard, Osemele, if that's how you fucking say it, Jordy Nelson, Jared Cook, Marcus Gilchrist, Marshawn Lynch, Donald Penn, or Sean Melvin. They lost a good amount of people. But on the but, front, they gained a lot too. Yeah. They uh, obviously got Antonio Brown in the, in the trade from Pittsburgh. They got the tackle Trent Brown. Um, to help some of that offensive line depth they lost with Donald Penn. Um, they got Brandon Marshall. the Linebacker Brandon Marshall. Linebacker Brandon, linebacker Brandon Marshall. Uh, they obviously got Tyrell Williams, a receiver. So, again, replacing Jordy Nelson there. They got uh, LaMarcus Joyner. LaMarcus Joyner. <laughs> LaMarcus Joyner replacing, you know, the safety they lost in Gilchrist. And then they got Vontez Perfect, the linebacker, and then obviously one of the dirtiest players in the league, OG, the offensive guard, Richie Incognito. But again, like, so whatever they lost, I feel like they replaced it. And not only did they replace it, I feel like they got a better version of what they lost. I mean, Antonio Brown replacing Jordy Nelson. You also got Tyrell Tyro Williams, uh, Trent Brown, better than probably Donald Penn, Incognito, better than Osimile, I think. Um, so they gained a lot of pieces, I feel like. Um, so. I feel just there. If I was going after draft alone, I would say they got worse. But compared to what they lost and what they got in the offseason before the draft, I feel like they got slightly better. Yeah. I mean, looking at this team from last year, they were four and 12. It's pretty hard, pretty damn hard to get worse when you're four and 12. You know, like we said, we hated the way they went in the draft, but they did get better. They added yeah. a top tier, one of the best wide receivers in the league, some key defensive pieces. So I feel like they did a decent job. Could yeah. be a lot better if they would have had a better draft. 100%. They fucked up before, but we can talk about that for days and hours. Um, so we're going to go sleeper, breakout, bust, MVP. Travis, who is your sleeper on the Oakland Raiders? My sleeper pick. Man, I dug deep for this one. You ready for it? Yep. My sleeper pick is the man they drafted in the fifth round at pick 149, Hunter Renfro. Dude, I almost, I almost picked him. Wide receiver from Clemson, and that's crazy. You almost picked him. Um, the man who it seemed was at Clemson for like, I don't know, a good part of the last decade. Uh, <laughs> he had the game when he catched one of the college football championship games. I don't know which one it was. It was two, it was two years ago. Two it's years always ago. Bama and Clemson now. But yeah. that, that Hunter Renfro. So he, as of now, is slotted behind J.J. Nelson in, in the slot wide receiver position. But I can see him getting some valuable reps there. Whether or not he jumps up to starter is a different thing. But he's going to get in there, and he's going to get some good reps and some run some good routes and get some catches. This, as a sleeper, he's not going to like come out and do anything amazing. He's not a scoring machine, so don't look for any crazy numbers or touchdowns. But a man coming in second from the slot, I can see him having some decent yardage and maybe some big-time catches down the stretch for them. I love it. I love the pick. I think it's. I think it's a good one. I almost went that as well. Um, so good, good pick there. And you know that John Gruden just loves him. I'll tell you what, man. We got this guy from Clemson. He's a little small white guy. His name's Hunter Renfro, man. He runs this. I don't do it near as good as Ethan does it, but I try. Um, <laughs> so uh, good pick, though. My sleeper pick is maybe surprising people because like I know this guy. I had him on my fantasy team. Um, I'm picking Jalen Richard, the running back for Oakland. The reason why I'm picking Jalen Richard as love a, it already as a sleeper is because they drafted Josh Jacobs with pick number 24 in the draft. They think that Josh Jacobs is going to be their guy, and I hate to break it to you, I don't think he's going to be. 
And I think Jalen Richard is not is going to play great in that second role and probably outshine Josh Jacobs. He plays better as the second as the second fiddle. I think he's going to turn some heads, outplay the rookie from Bama, and like as I said, he he plays better when he's not the guy. He's great out of the backfield with the receivers going deep. Tyrell Williams, Antonio Brown. There's going to be a lot of safeties. A lot of people dropping dropping their coverage back deep, and you just dump it off to uh, Jalen Richard all, all over in the flat and let a Marshall Falcon on the fucking sidelines, baby. So Jalen Richard is my sleeper pick just because they drafted Josh Jacobs and everyone thinks he's going to be the guy. He's not. I like it. I like we have two people that aren't going to we – we're not expecting to, you know, outshine anyone, but just come in and do their job. Yep. Good job. Cool. Hell yeah. Breakout pick. Uh, my pick may be a little bit on the kind of predictable side. I went with Derek Carr. He's an easy one here. In a sense – that, you know, he had a solid season two and three, but these last seasons he's fell off hard. People are giving him shit, dogging him, saying he's a terrible quarterback. Now he has way more weapons than he's ever had before. Antonio Brown, Tyrell Williams. I think he has one of the, one of, if not the best years of his career, comes out of his slump, breaks it. Maybe he looks to, you know, trend the Raiders in the upward direction, but I think that he has a breakout season in terms of what he's done in the past. I don't think that's bad at all. Cause I mean, he got that big contract. He didn't really play all that well last year following that big contract. Um, and so I really think he is poised for a breakout year. Like you said, so my breakout player is going to be this fucking thunder at my goddamn house. Hold on. It's going to be a guy on the defensive side of the ball. And it's going to be one of the safeties they acquired in the off season. That's LaMarcus Joyner. Um, the former Ram has a new home. Um, I think that will bode well for him. He's going to be able to mentor their rookie safety, Jonathan Abram, and is coming off one of the best seasons of his career. He had 78 tackles last year, which was, which was a career high, and an interception. He probably could do more in that department, um, but we all know the Rams' defense was average at best. Um, so I think he's going to come in, be a rock-solid player in the secondary there, probably the best player in their secondary, and I think he'll be a solid uh, kind of uh, person for them up top and kind of defending uh, – those those deep balls. So I think my breakout player is Lamarcus Joyner. He's going to be put on the map this year for, with with the Oakland Raiders. I do not mind that pick at all, and I would like to say that that man may not be where he's at today if it weren't for the city of St. Louis. Hell no, he wouldn't be because the St. Louis Rams drafted him. Took took a uh, took a shot on him, so he was able to turn into the man he is now. Like that pick into the bust pick. Same really one. matching well with Jared's sleeper pick here. My bust pick is Josh Jacobs. Okay. Is that yours? No, mine's, a, mine's, right. another, mine's another draft pick, though. I feel like you know where I'm going with this one. But Josh Jacobs, running back. Uh, their number 24th overall pick out of Bama. He's slated to start in the backfield. Is just calling for a disaster here. So, I mean, if, if you take a look at the previous Bama running backs in the last decade – even I'd though say, you were sucking one's dick last episode. I was about to say about 20% of them have panned out, maybe. The only ones that are decent are Derrick Henry and Mark Ingram, if you would give me a second. Um, I didn't like this pick, especially at 24. Josh Jacobs, I feel like, would have been there in the second round. Um, he's not going to have near the success he had at Bama. Bama running backs hardly ever do well unless they're giant mammoths of people, and he's not one of them. I don't think he does good here. Like, that's why I like Jarrett's Jalen Rashard pick for sleeper. 
Yeah, I mean, Bama running backs just always play better as like a role player, um, not having to be the guy. Because uh, they're so, used to having grown men in front of them blocking college kids when now they're going against grown men as well. Yeah, I like it. My bus pick is on the defensive side of the ball, and it's their number one overall Don't do pick. it. Clellan Farrell. I mean, it's just so easy. It's low-hanging fruit. We had him when we did our draft episode as like going on like the mid to late teens, even maybe even 20. I can't remember. It was a reach in to say the least. And there was so, and this is the, this is my reason why it's a bust is because all the defensive ends or defensive linemen that were picked after him in the top 10 to 15 will have better numbers than him. Mark my words. So people will outperform Colin Farrell and the Raiders will look stupid. That's why it's a bust. I'm not saying Colin Farrell is a bad player, I'm just saying in terms of, uh, you know, like Ed Oliver, people like that that were picked after him are going to have better numbers in the Raiders. I'd say just a bust based on his expectations of where they drafted him. Yes. I wouldn't say it's his fault. It's the Raiders' no, fault. Yeah, it's not. Like I said, no, no knock on Clellan Farrell. He's a fantastic player, and I would have loved to see him go to a better fit team, you know, like I said, in the mid to late teens. But – just where he was drafted at, like I said, it's the Raiders' fault compared to what was on the board and what was available. Everyone that was on the board and that was available is going to end up having better numbers than I think what, what Clown Farrell will have. Hope he proves me wrong, but we'll see. I think, I think he's going to do good, but, I mean, I can see your expectation of bust just because people think they're getting J.J. Watt out of him. But at the same time, uh, yeah, he's not going to be awful like Josh. Like I'm hoping Josh Jacobs is. Either way. Last last thing, MVP. We'll uh, keep the trend going. Who do you got here? I got Antonio Brown. All right, and that's probably for obvious reasons. Yeah, I mean, anytime you add a once in a generational athlete like that, you you had, you had a game changing player with that team team to your team. He's going to make an impact. And I mean, seriously, is there anyone else on this team that's going to outshine him in terms of numbers? Uh, I think him and Carr are going to work flawlessly together. And also having Tyrell Williams on the opposite side of the ball won't hurt things at all. So, I like that. Um, The only reason I didn't solely pick him is because of, you know, I don't think that it's going to be as easy to utilize him as good as Big Ben did. So what I did is I went most valuable position. And I'm just going to point out the wide receiving core as a whole here, just because I don't think one player can bring success to this team this year. So I'm just going to say with the combination of Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams and them, that they're going to make this team. I like JJ Nelson too. I like, I, I do like JJ. I mean, Nelson. the whole wide receiving core is good. That's why I think Derek Carr is going to have a good year, but I don't think one person is going to absolutely stand out and shine. So I'm going to pick just the wide receivers making this team better. I dig it. I dig it. Thinking outside the box, um, definitely something we like to do. So I don't know about you, but this over under was a little bit tough. Six wins is what Vegas has. Is what Vegas has the future Vegas Raiders as. Um, they have an over under a six. So for me, it's tough. I don't. I don't think it was that tough for me. You going under? I went under. I think they went four to five games max. I think they need a couple year, like a year or two, to rebuild their team back up to a to a winning team. Not to mention they have the hardest schedule in the NFL. Um, and we already talked; they didn't get a whole lot better 
than last year. So I'm going to say that they could, they could easily go, you know, five and 12 or five and 11. So I looked at the schedule. I can see six and 10, like at their very best, I can see six and 10, which is right at what their over under is. And that's said, a few very good games. That's at their very best. So to err on the side of caution, I'm going to say under as well. I see them more around four to five wins. Unfortunately for them, um, uh, I could, I could see him getting five or six, actually. Whatever it is. Even if, they if he goes seven and nine, fucking color me shocked. Yeah. Um, you know, I can see them winning six games that at the at the most. So with that being said, even if I pick under and they and they get six, I push and it's a tie. So there you go. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, you know, that's the first one. I guess we agreed on the Chiefs, but that's yeah. kind of easier. Um, yeah. So that rolls into the last team of the of the AFC West, and I think one of the teams that are on the up and up. They were six and ten last year. The Denver Broncos. They had one of the best drafts. I think we've already talked about it already. I like their draft a lot for obvious reasons. Yeah, I mean, their first three picks are going to be future starters in this league. If not, the first two are probably going to be starters right away. No, yeah, the first two are already starters. Yeah, no, yeah, Noah Fant, the tight end out of Iowa, and Dalton Reisner, the offensive lineman out of Kansas State, um, are already starters. And Drew Locke, they're going to groom to be a starter, obviously. Um, and their fourth of, pick, even Draymond Jones, a defensive tackle Ohio State's not a bad pick either. I will talk about Draymond Jones in a little bit. But, All right. Um, yeah, they so, lost – yeah, they lost but, about the same amount of players that they gained, roughly. Yep. They so, I mean, Brandon yeah. Marshall, sorry, uh, an offensive coordinator, Matt Paradise, Paradis? Paradis. 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 Uh, Shaq Barrett, Bradley Roby, Billy Turner, and Darian Stewart. Not a lot of notable names other than Brandon Marshall. Uh, Darian Stewart wasn't horrible at the end of his, at the end of his tenure there in uh, Denver. But that. they also gained a new head coach in Vic Fangio, a new offensive line coach in, in, in Mike Munjek. Um, they got Joe Flacco. They got Jawan James, the offensive tackle from Miami, who I think is good at times when he wants to be in the right system. Um, the defensive back in Kareem Jackson, and then a cornerback in Bryce Callahan. So um, they, gained, they gained some pretty decent pieces there. Yeah, they to answer the question of if they got better or worse, they got better by a million miles. Yes, 100%. I would say they easily got better. I'm not saying it's going to take them to a 10-win team by any means, but I think that they got better for sure. It's tough for me. I mean, we'll talk more about that in the over-under. Uh, I, I can still see them being kind of around the same caliber they were last year, 6-10, 7-9. But I, I think they're one or two good drafts away from taking that next step. So with that being said, we'll go sleeper, breakout, bust, MVP, Travis, who's your sleeper on the... Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Denver Broncos. My sleeper who, you know, you may not see him as a sleeper because it was their first pick in the draft is Noah Fant. Uh, he's picked at number 20. Again, kind of going on my Hunter Renfro pick. I don't think he's going to have like an absolutely incredible year. He complements this wide receiver court very well. 
Um, he's not going to be your Travis Kelsey, like I said. He's going to serve as a great role player, just as a tight end should be, and not be like overworked or over-targeted. Uh, I think he comes into the system, and he's a good tight end, and he's just, you know, your, your typical player. Not really necessarily the one to have on fantasy, but he's going to have a good year that a lot of people may not, you know, think of when they think of the Denver Broncos. I like it. Um, I think Noah Fant is an absolute monster. I think he's the, the, the next coming of the next wave of, of tight ends in the league. So um, definitely a great pick. My sleeper, like I said, talk about him, is Draymond Jones, the defensive tackle, um, the third-round pick out of Ohio State. Um, he's playing behind some less-than-the-seller talent in front of him on the depth chart. So if he can play well, I think he can eventually make his way to the starter and then to a starting role before the end of the year. And he's explosive as hell. He has a great first step. It can really give some offensive line some trouble. Really stop those runs on those third and shorts whenever you really, really need it. Um, so Draymond Jones, the defensive tackle out of, out of Ohio State, the rookie third-round pick is my sleeper pick. I don't think a lot of people are going to expect him, but expect to hear his name uh, call a few times on Sunday. I like it. Just like I said, I'm mean, going to call them out, and then Jared comes up with his sleeper pick. So that's a good one. We're on the same page tonight. Uh, let's go on to our breakout pick in which, again, one that may be a little obvious. I'm going Philip Lindsay here. Ooh. Um, just because I don't think he really so – How can you break out after having a 1,000-yard rushing season, though? You see, this is why he's going to break out. Because he didn't start all year last year. He had a really good finish to the year. Um, they had that little kind of struggle of identity, whether it was going to be him or uh, Royce Freeman. They figured out it was going to be him. They added to their offensive line with Dalton Risner, who's a great pick. Uh, he's going to be their for sure starter every single week unless he gets hurt. Yeah, they also added Jawan James as well to the right And Jawan James. So, like, they added two great offensive linemen. He's going to absolutely tear it up. I think he's going to be a top 10 running back in the NFL this season. Breakout. Okay. We shall see. Um, so you're saying he's going to break out in the terms of he's going to, he's going to exceed what he did last year. Oh, easily. I think he easily eclipses a thousand yards and nine touchdowns, which he had okay. last year. We'll see. We'll see. My breakout player um, is going to be one that may surprise people. I have Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver um, in Denver. And <laughs> I just know from Travis thing that that's his bus pick. Um, I think the sophomore receivers prime for a big second year. Last year he finished with 704 receiving yards and four touchdowns. He's going to be the second guy in this offense behind Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders, and I think he's going to be one of Flacco's favorite targets. Um, I see him breaking out into a big year. He's got a lot of good qualities. He's explosive. He's got the big body. Um, he can get downfield and catch the ball. So Cortland Sutton for me is going to be my breakout player on the Denver Broncos. All right, bus pick, Cortland Sutton. Jared said he is going to be targeted a lot by Joe Flacco, and that is if this man can catch the ball. I think we have seen hot hands from the Little Giants grow up, and he's now in the NFL. He caught 50% of his passes last year, which is ninth worst in the NFL. Um, coming off, I, he was a high draft pick. So he has even even doing that though he still had 704 receiving yards which is pretty impressive. It's impressive, but he's awful. I think he's a bust in terms of he was a first round draft pick, right? I don't remember off the top of my head. I don't think so. Second round, second round. Pretty sure, sure second. Round. I'm pretty sure he was he was second round draft pick. He was second round. 
Um, either way, I mean, in terms of, you know, he's going to be a bust because of how heavily he's relied on. He has bad hands. He just is not going to be good in this offense. He really let us down last year. I know a lot of people, like, he had, like, two touchdowns out of three games, so a lot of people picked him up. Um, so he's, he's not going to muster up anything. So I just, I don't like him just because he drops the ball a ton and you know how I feel about wide receivers who drop the ball and he's one of them. All right. I hear you. Well, my bust is Philip Lindsay, uh, the running back that you picked for your breakout player. Now I'm going to preface this by saying, I'm going to preface this by saying, I don't think you will have a bad year. I think Philip Lindsay's a great talent. I think he's a good running back. I just don't think he will have as good as a year as he did last year. Um, I don't think he's going to get to the 1,000-yard rushing mark. I don't think he's going to eclipse his touchdown um, numbers from last year. I just don't see it. I see a little bit of a sophomore slump, maybe 700 to 800 rushing yards, um, a handful of touchdowns, maybe four to five. Um, so that's why I think it's a bust in that terms. I still think he'll be valuable to that team. I just don't think he's going to be as good as he was last year. So I'm going with Philip Lindsay as my bust player for the Broncos. Well, me and Jared were on the same page for about three teams. Yeah. Uh, so I've let him. Lead off. The Broncos are a weird team, man. They're just a I've weird. I've let team. him lead off the MVP for every team, but this one, my MVP is Philip Lindsay. Um, I mean, there's really no one I else. Can have him for your breakout and your and your MVP because he's going to do amazing. He's going to break out. He's going to be the best player on the team, most valuable to their offense. Because the only other person they have really is fucking Emmanuel Sanders. And Joe Flacco is not going to lead this team. We've already seen him. Joe Flacco is not elite. He's good. And he's going to be the team that is really – he's going to be the person that leads this offense, heart and soul of it. It's Philip Lindsay for me. See, I, I – I, okay, that's fine to say. But uh, maybe their offense isn't going to be that great because you look at receiver, it's not super deep um, running back, and you have Philip Lindsay. Uh, for my MVP, it's going to be an obvious pick. I went Von Miller, the linebacker. Um, I mean, I just don't really see anyone in offense that's going to be the standout phenomenal player like Travis just said. I mean, if you look, he just said it's it's going it's it's only Philip Lindsay. And for me, it's not even going to be him, so I don't see anybody else. Um, Miller has pr- is a proven vet, and as long, he is there, as long as he is there, he'll be the MVP of this team. The dude has had 10-plus sacks every single year since 2013. He had 14 and a half last year, and that's insane. So I just feel like he is the heart and soul of that team, and he will be the MVP. I can see another double-digit sack, thing, sack um, season for him this year. So I'm going to go with Von Miller as the MVP of this team. I, think it's, I know it's kind of vanilla. It's kind of straightforward, but that's just how I see it playing out. Alrighty then. You hate it. You hate it. I don't hate it. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's boring. Uh, I get it. It's boring. It's, boring. it's tough to pick MVPs um, on the defensive side of the ball, but sometimes you have to do it. Me, I just went Philip Lindsay just because I think he's going to have the explosive season, and that's really just the only thing that we kind of disagreed on, other than him and Cortland Sutton. So, I mean, the Broncos, uh, we obviously. They're, they're a very, very weird team. They, and my problem with here, and we're going to talk about it in the over-under, um, is their identity. That's my so only. they're over under. We'll go into it now is seven. It's tough. It's a tough one. I, this was one, I think this one wasn't really tough for me either. Um, I'm just going to go with it. I am going risky and I'm saying over. Wow. I think they got significantly better than last year and they won six games. They went six and 10. I think that they can pull out an eight and eight record this year. 
If they got so much better, you have to think about it. You're having Case Keenum to Joe Flacco. My only thing is they got a new coach, and new coach transitions can be tricky. So I think it's a bit high for a team that's on a rebuild for sure with a new coach. I have them at like six to seven wins. Every time I played it out, it was like six, six and ten, seven and nine. So again, to err on the side of caution, I'm going to say under, especially in a tough division. Um, but I think they're heading in the right direction. I think the Broncos will be. I think the Chargers window is closing, and the Broncos window yeah. is opening up. And that kind of adds to it. I don't think it's nearly as tough as what it was last year. I think that they can pull out eight wins. Okay. So Travis is going over. I'm going under on seven just because their identity is a bit shaky. um, And I just don't know where I I see them playing out. So that is the Broncos. We're going to move into the division overall. I think we both know our division winner. Yeah, division winner is not even a question. It's the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Um, and then any other team besides the division winner having a shot at the postseason would be the Chargers, but I think it's going to be a tough road for them. I think it's going to be the Chargers. I think uh, uh, this team, Travis just alluded to it, that he could see the Broncos being better than they can. I could see the Raiders being better than they can or the Broncos. Um, they could very well surprise me. So I do think there are other teams in this division. I actually guarantee you that a wildcard team will come from the AFC West, maybe even two. Um, both wildcard spots could come from it uh, in a surprise. No but definitely, for sure, the Chargers, one team's coming to the AFC West. I don't, I don't, I'm just going to actually say it now. I don't think the Chargers make the postseason this year. I'm, I, 100%. They're one of the wildcard teams. I don't think it's, then you're just going the same thing as last year on every division. So I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, not really. We picked it. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's going to come out of the west and the south. It's not going to come out of the north. Definitely not coming out of the east. Um, I think it could come out of the north. We'll see. It's going to be tough. It's going to be fun. One, I'm super pumped for the football season. Uh, so we're going to go like fucking AFC West superlatives. Who's the MVP of the division? Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, that's who I have too, even though he wasn't the MVP of that team. Division as a whole, he's just going to be a monster. So. Yep, hundred percent. He can make really much explanation. Can make, can make some insane throws. I mean, that's about it. Yep, rookie of the year of this division. I went Noah Fant, tight end at Denver. Okay, uh, fair enough. Do you want to give your explanation as to why? Flacco loves tight ends. Fant's one of the best we've ever seen come out of college. So I think you can look for him to be the best rookie in the division. I mean, just I mean, you had him as one of your sleeper picks for Denver. So I did. As the rookie of the year of, of of the division, my rookie of the year for the division um, is one that you picked as a bust. It's Clellan Farrell, um, and I guess both of them could maybe happen just because yeah. you said that you know he's not going to live up to his standards. But I think he has an excellent year, uh, and I already said that no fans not going to be amazing. So they could both have really good years and kind of compete for this and and prove us both right. Yeah, for sure. I mean. Like I said, Clone Farrell, I picked that because of just where he was picked at. I'm not saying he's a bad player. He could still be the rookie of the year and still be a bust by terms of being picked at four. I mean, if he gets if he gets 30 tackles and five sacks, it's a good year, but it's not number four overall worthy. And when you look at this, when you look at this draft class in terms of who's starting this year and who's going to play a lot, um, there's not a, there's not very many rookies that are that are able to be picked in this in in this division. No, yeah, yeah exactly, there's not a lot, yeah. I mean, you're not going to pick an offensive lineman. I think, even though I think Dalton Risner is going to be a great player, um, I can see. Yeah, I can see it being Clellan Farrell, uh, 
Noah Fan. Noah Fan or Jerry Tillery, just given I know they're all first round picks, given a surprise, but that's probably your best options. Watch out for Draymond Jones, though. I'm just kidding. Um yeah, so breakout player to the division. Where'd you go for this one, Trev? Oh, Demarcus Robinson for sure. Okay, so Demarcus Robinson from the Chargers, right? Chiefs. Or- Chiefs, that's right. He's the wide receiver from the Chiefs that I that I was really high on. I think that if he does what he's supposed to do, he's a breakout player for sure because he's had hardly anything in his career. I went Derwin James. Um, I talked about him, got on the soapbox about him earlier. I think he's one of the best safeties in football, and I think he's going to prove that in 2019 and have an all-pro type year. Um, so I went with Derwin James. It's like he's going to put himself on the map this year, not only in the AFC West, but, but the entire NFL. All right. I like it. Um, and that's pretty much our AFC West guys. Uh, if you're listening this far, I would like to add a little bit at the end to kind of make it interesting. Um, I don't know why this came up. Maybe just because there's a pizza box sitting in my fridge and that's the only thing because I've been grocery shopping in my new house. I want to ask you guys a question. How long, and even you, Jarrett, how long is too long to eat leftover pizza? A day. If you don't, if you order it one day, so if you order it the night before and you don't have it eaten by the next night, then you should throw it away the you're next getting, morning. You're getting leftover pizza a 24-hour span. Yeah, yeah, 100%. See, I'm saying, and it's, and it's hard because microwave pizza is pretty terrible. Yeah, it ha- you have to eat it cold. And that's why I hate putting my fucking pizza in the fridge because it gets to, makes the crust and shit all hard. Yeah, and it's awful when you reheat it. It's, it's like hot, but it's not like a good – it doesn't have a good flop. So that's the why fl- I'm asking. Yeah. The pizza in my fridge has been sitting there for like 10 days just because I just moved in last weekend and then went out of town. I'm not going to eat it. I just saw it, and I was like, hmm, I wonder what the, wing, what the time span was. Why has it been there for 10 days? I moved stuff in here and then moved in. And then literally the next day we went out of town um, and then I got back and I haven't ordered trash service yes, yet. So instead of it sitting in my trash can, it's been sitting in my fridge because there's nothing else in there. Yeah, definitely don't eat that. You'll definitely 100% I'm not going to eat it. I was just thinking, I was like, I wonder what people's time frame is on eating pizza. So if you've listened this long, I would love, we'd love for you guys to tweet at us the longest time span to eat pizza with it still being good. 24 hours got to be the max. Like, so like, let's say if I order pizza for dinner at like seven thirty one night and I'm, people are going to f- probably freak out on me and like think I'm weirder, but I don't even put my pizza in the fridge. I, I'll leave it on the counter. If it has meat on it though, you have to. Eh, whatever. I've never gotten sick from it, but, <laughs> uh, cause I don't like, I don't like fucking heating it back up, dude. I just fucking pop in there next morning. Uh, I pull out of the box. It's still soft. It's still fresh and I eat it. And I'm saying 24 hours. If I order pizza for dinner the night before, if it's not eaten by dinner the next night, it's, it's got to go. I don't blame you. I kind of I agree. But from the sense of I don't like wasting things, and if I haven't eaten it yet, I will give it a 36-hour span. So I'll give it like you can wait till lunch the next day to eat it. Or maybe like eh. 40 hours. Questionable. Lunch on the third day you could eat it, but definitely not dinner on the on – the, or I guess – second day either way i thought that was pretty interesting so if you guys want to tweet us your answers go ahead that's interesting we're gonna have to start asking people on twitter to give us interesting (laughs) questions to talk about at the end of the episode because i like that that was cool so i like that um here we go afc west pizza talk 
We'll yeah. see you guys next week. We should. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.